what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. I'm here to tell you today what God has provided for us in the cross of Christ. It's big enough to cover whatever problem you got. Whatever fiery dart is coming your way, the cross of Christ is sufficient to cover the whole man. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 1 Chronicles. The book of 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles chapter 12. Uh, we're going to pick it up with verse 8. And of the Gadites there separated themselves unto David, and to the whole, to the wilderness, men of might and men of war fit for battle, that could handle shield and buckler, whose faces were like the faces of lions, and were swift as rows upon the mountains. Move down, if you will, to verse 15. We have a long list of names here who were Gadites, but it says there in verse 15, These are they that went over Jordan in the first month, when it had overflown all of his banks, and they put to flight all them of the valleys, both toward the east and toward the west. I want to continue with our series on David's mighty men. David's mighty men. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person you have brought this way today. Lord, you know the needs of your people. Lord, I have studied your word and I have prepared. But Lord, I ask today for the anointing of your spirit. Lord, I ask you to form every word in my mouth, Lord, that you will steer this message today in the direction that you will have it go, that the needs of the people may be met, whomever they may be, wherever they may be today. Lord, we are careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. As I have stated several times in these messages, I believe it was God's will for David to be the first king over Israel. But Israel jumped the gun, so to speak, and they wanted a king before the time. And God gave them a king after looking over the whole of Israel of that day. He picked the very best that the flesh could produce, which was Saul. Anointed him with the Holy Spirit, gave him everything that he would need in order to lead God's people. Israel. But Saul would not obey God. And let me stop right there and deal with this for just 
a minute. I don't care how much anointing one may have. I don't care how charismatic the person may be if what is being preached and taught is not according to the Word of God then we don't need to be lining up with it. We don't need to be listening to it. Saul would not obey God, and his jealousy toward David got the best of him. It was not a good time for Israel. It was very troublesome times. As Saul would take Israel's resources, Saul would take, 3,000 chosen men of Israel, the armies of Israel, and he would go out to try to kill David. And during this time, the Philistines would come in and take advantage of the situation, and they would conquer Israel and make incursions into Israel, causing all kinds of problems. And the people were in despair. The people were getting tired of these things taking place. And all during this time, as Saul is trying to kill David, when the opportunity presented itself, David would take those who had sided with him, and he would fight the Philistines. While Saul is trying to kill David, David is fighting the Philistines. David is doing the very thing that Saul should be doing. And people begin to see this. They begin to recognize the calling of God upon David's life, and they begin to side with David. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen, 1 Samuel 22 and verse 2. Everyone that was in distress, everyone that was in debt, as they would go out and plant their crops and cultivate their crops, and, and when they're ready to bring in the harvest, the Philistines would come in and take everything that they have. And they were in debt. They were destitute, discontented. They gathered themselves unto David. And these people, as they sided with David, the same became mighty men. Even those in the ranks of Saul, Saul's brethren, the Benjamites, they saw the calling of God on David's life, and they knew what Saul was doing was wrong. And they took their lives in their own hands, and they sided with David. They came out of the closet, so to speak. And if you are going to be a mighty man or woman of God, you're going to have to come out of the closet and stop being a 007 Christian undercover. You're going to have to come out of the closet and let other people know where you stand. And these men left the armies of Saul and they joined 
David's army. You can see it there in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 2. The Bible says that these men became mighty men. While these men were under Saul, they were not mighty. There were no accomplishments under Saul. When Goliath came up and stood before Israel, none of Saul's men were willing to stand up and fight. There were no mighty men under Saul. Saul, a type of the flesh. You within yourself, your own strength, ability, talent, willpower, you are no match against the powers of darkness. Oh, but when you side up with the heavenly David, when you make up your mind that you are going to make Jesus Christ the King in your heart and life, I submit to you the power of God is then released within your heart and life through and by the power of the Holy Spirit and you become a mighty man, a mighty woman of God and it's not because of your education. It's not because might or anything of that nature. It is because of the Spirit of God that's been deposited within your heart and life. But it's only as you have... One agenda, and that's to make Jesus Christ the King in your heart and life. You let Him call the shots, and you do what He tells you to do. The Gadites, verse 8, 1 Chronicles chapter 12. They separated themselves unto David. A mighty man or woman of God will allow the sanctification process as it is carried out through and by the power of the Holy Spirit to separate you from those things that are hindering you from getting closer to God. If you look there in verse 15, 1 Chronicles chapter 12, the Bible says that they went over Jordan in the first month when it had overflown all of its banks. It, they crossed over Jordan at flood tide. Back in those days, the Jordan River would flood at this time way outside of its banks to where it could be in some places as much as a mile across. And in some places it could be as much as 40 feet deep. But these men were so determined to get to David. They were not going to let anything stand in their way. They were not going to allow anything to hinder them from getting to David. I was watching the news this morning as Hurricane Florence just made its way through this area. 
And the newsman was there with his camera focused in on a road that had been washed out. You could see the floodwaters going across it, rushing, and they, and they tell you when you see those floodwaters, don't, don't go into it. Many people have died because they went into floodwaters. But on the other side of this road where the water was coming across, there were linemen with their big heavy-duty trucks and they won't allowing that water to stop them from getting where they needed to get to. And you, as a mighty man or woman of God, you need to have some determination in your spirit that you're going to do whatever it takes to get to Jesus Christ, to get closer to Him. You're not going to allow the floodwaters of life. And you're going to do whatever it takes to get closer to God. Determined to get closer to God. Whatever it takes. These same people, if you'll also look there in verse 15. They put to flight all opposition. All of them that were in the valleys, both toward the east and to the west. Let me tell you this. When you determine in your heart and mind that you're going to make Jesus Christ the King and you're going to do all that you can to get closer to Him, there's going to be all kinds of opposition. People will try to get in your way. And even those in your own family will try to get in the way and try to stop you. you have to make a decision that you're not going to allow anyone to come between you and God. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. The Apostle Paul said, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What does that mean? We have some young people sitting in here today, and I know there are many listening by radio. And you're not married. And you're looking for that young man, that young lady that's going to be your wife or be your husband, whatever the case the Bible says that you as a Christian, as a child of God, you are not to be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. If that person ain't saved, you don't need to be messing with them. You don't need to be dating them. You don't need to be considering marrying them. Now, in some situations... I've seen where the young lady married the young man and he was not saved. And after they got married, the young man came around and got saved. But that is on very rare occasions. But if you want to go God's way and you don't want to have trouble, it's best to do what this Bible says and be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? None. 
What concord hath Christ with Belial? None. What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Again, none. What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Again, none. You are the temple of the living God. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Notice verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. The Gadites separated themselves unto David. And as a child of God, as a mighty man or woman of God, you're going to have to separate yourself from any and everything that can hinder your walk with God and make a determination in your heart that you're going to do whatever it takes to get closer to the Lord. Now if you'll look there in verse 8, the Bible says that these were men of war fit for battle. For those of you who thought, once I get saved, it's all going to be downhill all the way with the wind at my back. I'll never have another problem. I got news for you. That is not the case. The moment you get saved, you've got a target on your back. You've just entered into spiritual warfare. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to be or not, if you're going to walk this Christian road, you will find yourself in spiritual warfare. And these men of war that were fit for battle, the Bible says that they could handle a shield and a buckler. Dana, if you will, go back to Ephesians 6, verse 13. The Apostle Paul said, Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And Paul would go from there into all the different pieces of the armor of God. And, and I could go into all of that today, but we'd be here next week. So I'm going to spare you all of that. But if you will, just move down to verse 16. And he said, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Above all, take the shield of faith, and you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. There were two different types of darts that would be used in those days. One is where they would take an arrow and they would light the end of it with fire and shoot it at the enemy and it would land into a building or a hiding place 
and set things on fire so as to drive people out into the open so that they could kill them. Fiery darts. There was that type of fiery dart. Then they had another one where they would take the end of the arrow and they would put poison on it. And if that arrow so much as grazed the skin, it could kill you. My point is this. The fiery darts that come your way as a child of God are out to kill you. And sin has killed every single human being that has ever lived. And it will continue to kill every single human being. And there is only one remedy. And that is the shield of faith. Faith in Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ did at Calvary's cross. That is your shield. That is the thing that you are to put your faith in today. And Paul said, above all. That phrase, above all, has to do with the size of the shield being used. There were many different sizes and shapes of shields that were used, but when that term above all is used, it speaks of a shield that is big enough to cover the whole man. Glory to God. And I'm here to tell you today, what God has provided for us in the cross of Christ, it's big enough to cover whatever problem you got. Whatever fiery dart is coming your way, the cross of Christ is sufficient to cover the whole man. And these Gadites, these men of war, mighty men, fit for battle, they knew how to handle the shield. And if you're going to be a mighty man, a woman of God, you've got to know how to handle that shield of faith. Put your faith in the shield, the cross of Christ. Then he said that they knew how to handle the buckler. The buckler was any type of weapon that had an iron head on it. It could be a spear, a javelin, or, or something of that nature. They knew how to handle it. It's a type of the Word of God. And if you are going to be a mighty man or woman of God... You've got to learn the Word of God. And you've got to know how to handle it. You've got to know how to apply the Word of God to any life situation that may come your way. You've got to know it. Rightly divide the Word of truth and use it. The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 6 and verse 17, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That is the only weapon that you and I have. You say, Brother James, I'm having a hard time getting through to that person on the job. I'm having a hard time getting through to that one at school. I'm having a hard time dealing with my loved ones. The Word of Almighty God 
given under the anointing of the Holy Spirit is enough to break through any bondage. It can break any yoke. It can break any chain. There's not a single person today that the Word of God cannot touch. And there's not a heart out there that the Word of God can't break through and grit a hold of that person and bring them in before it's everlasting too late. If you don't know what else to do, give them the Word of Almighty God. It is quick, it is sharp, it is powerful, and it is able to do what needs to be done. And then, in Ephesians 6, verse 18, he said, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. When a mighty man or woman of God puts on the armor of God, and they set themselves to pray, praying in the Spirit, Here's what you will look like. Dana, if you'll put it up on the screen there, First Chronicles 12, verse 8, latter part. It says that these mighty men had the faces of lions, and they were swift as roes upon the mountains. When you put on the whole armor of God, and you pray and you seek God, this is what you look like in the spirit world. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.